Hello and welcome to our Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. And as hinted on last week's Thursday Top 5 episode, we're so excited to finally share our thoughts on our visit to Storm King and Dia Begin with you. Yeah, so for our listeners who might not know, Storm King and Dia are in the Hudson Valley, about one hour outside of the city. Yes, Anna was actually very brave and took one for the team <laughs> and drove us all the way there. I was so impressed. Yeah, and it was such a beautiful drive. I think we really enjoyed it. We were out in nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess we can start with Storm King since it's the first thing we visited. Storm King Art Center is a 500-acre outdoor museum where visitors experience large-scale sculpture and site-specific commissions under open sky. Yes, and since 1960, Storm King has supported artists in some of their most ambitious works, changing exhibitions, programming, and seasons offer discoveries with every visit. Yes, and I think this place is truly special because the time of the year when you go really shapes your experience since the landscape changes drastically with the seasons and makes the sculptures look different. Like, I feel like if we had gone in the fall, I would have really focused on the foliage. But since we went in the winter (laughs) and the trees are like kind of dead, I was really just analyzing the sculptures because some of them are really uh, in bright color. So they really popped out with like the contrast of like the dead trees. I don't know. I thought it was very beautiful. And obviously it's still gorgeous and breathtaking without the foliage. But like I would want to see it in the fall one year. No, I agree. And I think that's what is so exciting about being able to go back multiple times Mm -hmm. is that the sculpture will look different depending on the season. What surprised me the most about our visit to Storm King was how spread out all of the works actually were. Mm -hmm. I obviously knew that it was so large you can we looked it up before we went and it was like 500 acres but for some reason I thought there would be like a really clear path or an easy way to see all of the works yeah but instead you get there and visitors are really encouraged just to walk around at their own pace and almost Mm -hmm. like stumble upon the works Mm -hmm. rather than following a map with like clear guidelines yeah I was actually I think we were very surprised by that we were like oh like where's the map like where are like some guidance papers right like, you just ex- park yeah, and you're left on your exactly. own exactly and especially now with COVID like you really just don't see anyone except for the people in your group but as a result I think that's what makes everyone's visit to Storm King unique because yes. everyone is seeing different works and I thought it was super cute how some of the sculptures are just like kind of hidden in the forest like some of them are very obvious like out in plain view but there were like smaller ones that were just like hidden and it's really fun to be walking like literally in the mud and then just like find (laughs) a sculpture but I don't think we were ready for it to be so like I don't know like unmarked like our footwear (laughs) (laughs) I was for sure not ready I was wearing suede boots so (laughs) (laughs) we weren't ready yeah I really loved it though and I think it's like perfect perfect for COVID because you really just park your car and it's since it's out in the open you I couldn't have felt safer yeah and I think we also recently have been discussing this idea of an Instagram trap Mm -hmm. a lot and although I've seen so many people go to Storm King and post on their Instagram and I think we're both also guilty of posting (laughs) our photos I didn't feel like I had seen the entire site before I went like I was still really surprised at Mm -hmm. what I was seeing even if the sculptures were the same as what I yeah. seen in the photos the experience in itself was something that was really special and something that can't really be seen over Instagram yeah and I think it's truly impossible to capture like the beauty of the place and how large the works are yes um like sometimes on Instagram they might look smaller or like the space just doesn't look as pretty as it really is right the scale yeah is just so cool yeah 
And then um, we went to Zia. <laughs> yeah. And in between our visit, we stopped at Main Street in Beacon and we got lunch. And it's actually named one of the top 15 Main Streets in the US. So if anyone yeah. goes, I definitely encourage a little pit stop in between. Yeah. I think it was kind of sad for us since we went on a Monday. Most things were A, a lot of things were closed, but I would love to go back on a weekend and really experience Main Street. I think for some reason, I thought there would actually be nothing yeah. in the area. So it was a nice surprise. Pleasantly surprised. So a little bit about Dia. Dia was founded in New York City in 1974 by Philip Adamaniel, Heiner Frederick, and Helen Winkler to help artists achieve visionary projects that might not otherwise be realized because of scale or scope. And then to suggest the institution's role in enabling such ambitions, they selected the name Dia, taken from the Greek word meaning through. Today, Dia has iconic Pernaman site-specific artworks and installations in New York, the American West, and Germany. They also have multiple locations, and as we mentioned this past Thursday, their NYC Chelsea location is due to reopen in April 2021. So that's something to look forward to. We're very excited. I think one of the most shocking things about Dia Beacon is how large it is. Like we were both so surprised by the space and the amount of works it houses. Definitely. I thought it was going to be the same size as the Parish Museum mm-hmm. in the Hamptons because the exterior has a similar Look, feeling. Feel, exactly. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that the collection and the physical space was so extensive. Yes. Um, What were some of your favorite works? I think for me, the Sarah were like super impressive and also the installations in the basement. I also loved the basement installation because it was so unique. You walk into this room and it's pitch black Mm -hmm. except for these noises. And I almost felt like I was in Stranger Things. Yes. So Dia commissioned acclaimed Detroit-based techno DJ and producer Carl Craig to create a sound installation to be in dialogue with the unique architecture of the space. Yes. And the installation is called Party Slash After Party. It's from 2020. And it marks his first commission for an art institution. So it consists of these red LED lights in the corner of a massive unlit basement with techno music playing. And the lights kind of change with the rhythm of the music. So as you walk around the space like you're so stimulated yeah and dia is actually in an old factory so the feel of the basement is like very creepy like you said it is like almost like stranger things and then it looks so large because they put mirrors on one side yes and it it just truly was so confusing and they warn you not to enter if you have like epilepsy or other things that might not go well with strobe lights yeah and we went on our visit with one of our other friends Mm -hmm. and me and our other friend lost Anna yeah in the basement (laughs) there were two rooms and I went into another room that actually has Denflavin works yes and they we just got separated (laughs) (laughs) Another work that I loved from the museum was the Today series of paintings by yes. On Kawara. The artist was deeply concerned with the ways humans experience and record time. So beginning on January 4th of 1966 and continuing until his death in mid-2014, the artist adhered to a rigorous set of rules that required each painting to be completed on the date depicted on its surface and in the language and grammar of the country in which it was completed. It was very cool. So like every canvas in the room has the date done in a different way some are the ways we do it here in the u.s Mm -hmm. and then others have the months in different languages the year and the month are switched in order it was really interesting i loved it and i think we had so much fun with it because we were looking for our birthday or like we would see like one of our friends birthdays but the um year didn't match or something like that and i just thought it was very interesting because at first like when you look at it from the outside it doesn't seem like 
it's not very like eye-catching but once you read the description and like really get into it it's very very interesting it's the type of exhibit where the more you know about it I think the more you can appreciate the actual work Mm -hmm. another one of my favorite works was not just one work it's a pan a set of panels and it was by Andy Warhol and it is from his shadows silk screens and even our friend who we we were with mentioned how much he loved the room and how he thought it would be such a good place to have a wedding yeah and even how pretty the grounds were outside of the museum Mm -hmm. I can definitely picture yeah exactly because you can see the Hudson River from the museum and it's just so so beautiful impossible to replicate here in the city yeah it's really (laughs) impossible I think we had such a positive experience at both places and we would highly recommend both of them and we could go on for hours (laughs) about our time there Definitely recommend that everyone take a visit if they can. Mm -hmm. So before we go, we cannot forget to give out a restaurant highlight of the week. Starting today in New York, as you may know, all indoor dining has been shut down due to COVID. So we want to give a shout out to one of our favorite spots for takeout, which is Kazunori. Yes, we love sushi and Kazunori never disappoints. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely check that out if you are in New York and if you haven't heard of it or had it. It comes perfect in this little box with the whole set. (laughs) Very aesthetically pleasing. So I think that's it for today. Tune in for Thursday Top 5 this Thursday for the week's news. Thank you. Thank you.